Cowabunga dudes! Uh, hey there, it's Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to Grail Hunters Australia podcast with my friends Neville, Ben, and Michael. It's awesome. It's gonna be the best show ever! Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Grail Hunters Australia Podcast. We've got a few great episodes lined up for you and as of Episode 1, you can also find us on YouTube. All our videos will be streaming there, whether it's Zoom meetings or one day when we're eventually out of COVID, in person with all our friends and all our guests. We kick the season off with a very special episode, especially recorded for San Diego Comic Con at Home 2020. Obviously, we would have liked to be there in person, but it was amazing and we're still honored to be part of it even if in these crazy times when we're all stuck at home. Hope you enjoyed. Let's get straight into it. Welcome to San Diego Comic Con. What's up? What's up? The Australians are in the house. How are you guys? <laughs> it's not cold here at all. It's like San Diego, but with no sun. Yes. It's, it's amazing. No sun and it's frosty and we're in a garage with it's t-shirts garage. on. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for joining our panel and watching us online. We are Grail Hunters Australia. We do podcasts. We do um, online community. But before we go too far ahead of ourselves, let's introduce ourselves. I'll start with Ben and then go to Mike. Uh, my name's Ben. Um, look, I've got an interest in all things interesting. Um, it's not too focused, uh, but I really love this community. I like being part of it. I love hunting stuff. I like talking about hunting stuff. That's me in a nutshell. He's not very focused, so mm-hmm. that's all right. Mike, you want to go? Where are we going? <laughs> Where are we going? Australian lighting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for any Australians who are watching the show right now. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike. Hi, Mum. Uh, I like to hunt things, but unlike Ben, I will let you know that it's not animals or anything like that. So uh, I hope the Tiger King doesn't come for us. Uh, I do enjoy collecting comics. Uh, the older, the better. But at the same time, I do have a bit of a taste and a thirst for modern variants and the like. Indie comics are probably my biggest jam. Yeah, you do. You do know quite a lot about it. Um, yeah, I look after Growlances Australia, the community group on facebook but it's also um uh born out of a few other initiatives published in, in indie comics um and just a love of collecting for the past 30 years whether it's comics or toys or collectibles uh it's come a long way but at the same time you'd never have enough right it's it's a little bit of uh collecting forever and always searching for the next grail um we do we do a bit of everything we've got a podcast going we've got um uh exclusives and and um we work with a company called halo that's a grading company uh, that uh, australian grading company and we do um little little exclusive labels for creators um and it's creative focused we'll we'll show you about show you a bit more about that a bit later uh, but it's a uh, it's a good group it's a it's a good community and um yeah we love being part of it people are interactive and with the podcast, we try and bring other fellow collectors on and talk about their passions and what drives them to collect the way they collect. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. You talked a little bit about collecting and like oh, my collections come a long way in 30 years. It will never stop though, will it? I mean, who has ever had a collection or knows a collector, I should say, that's gone, that's it. 
I'm finished. I've got everything I need right now. It's something you carry with you for your whole life. It's like a, a mozzie bite that um, the acquisition of things brings temporary relief, but you yeah. know that, uh, yeah. that soon after that, you're going yeah. to have that need to find something again. And we've, we've spoken about this many times on our podcast, just about how um, it's that uh, it's a bad word, chasing. yearning, chasing, that yearning. Right? You're, all, <laughs> you're always chasing. Always chasing. That's the thing. I yeah. think... I think the the best part of this is the fact that you you never complete. It's it's like a car with three three wheels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you you put the fourth wheel on, and another one comes off, and you just got to fill it up with something else. You need uh, to get better cars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's funny that you guys talk about that. You say that you know you Neville, uh, you've been collecting for thirty years. Like I turn. 30 years old this year so you have collections that are literally older than me you know you've been oh, collect- i've got collecting collections twice as old as you mm. but i started collecting when you were in diapers so it, it, i mean you're still in diapers so <laughs> we, we weren't gonna tell that um i actually would like to say that those diapers are because but, of but you, the thing you're you, drinking you're diversi- diversifying your collection you've got stuff that's 30 years old you've got a little bit of everything yeah i think that uh I think I like the hunt more than I like what I buy. Mm-hmm. If if that makes sense, there's a high chance that anything that I buy might not ever be read or even really touched outside of it. You just want to copy. You want, yeah. you want you want to own it. Yeah. That's what I do. I think that, that that's the big thing is I tend to have a pile of envelopes on my desk that I don't open, that they're still on there because I know what's in it. <laughs> um, don't ask for... It, it, so it's a tick, tick in the box for you, right? Yeah. Don't ask yeah. for any, like, you know, uh, seller feedback because I've not looked at the book yet. <laughs> like, it's yeah. still a package. Yeah. Well, we should yeah. touch on why we are doing what we're doing right now because we are living, you know, that uh, whether it's a Chinese curse, curse or a gypsy curse, they say, I, may I, you live in interesting times. Oh, I don't know if you can say that, yeah. but I hope that you've got a monkey paw. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Sorry to anyone if I just offended your, um, your, yeah, your heritage. However, uh, yeah, interesting times. We're, um, we're living in the, um, the age of COVID right now, which sees us, instead of being in sunny San Diego right now, um, telecasting from a um a garage in point cook yeah, melbourne yeah. australia yeah. so and it's a sunny eight degrees yes, as we speak it's lovely out <laughs> we might be wearing our lanyards <laughs> and our t-shirts but it's cold yeah <laughs> i have goosebumps yeah, and this, for, for us people of the same ilk um it's it's put us in a bit of a unique uh, situation hasn't it with everything like every part of our lives now has been uh suffered some sort of upheaval um, and and collecting's no different, really, isn't it? I mean, I I know when this whole thing started and we started getting the lockdowns, uh, people started unfortunately losing their jobs. You really start thinking, how will this affect what we do? Yeah. Um, and you know, how are we going to go about, you know, trying to keep our lives as normal as possible? At least do the things we still love doing. Mm. Um, uh, during this time where we can't just go out uh, in public and, and go yeah. and get something. We're but in a sense, for, for many of us, this has become the therapy we need, right? Oh, absolutely. Think, yeah. um, <laughs> that and Animal Crossing. The, the <laughs> animal Crossing. The, it's like the number of packages that show up at my front door yeah. quadrupled yeah, yeah. as a result of me working from home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay? But it's yeah. our safety net as well, though. You have to think about it. A lot of us... Um, have the ability that if we were to lose our job or anything that'll be able to be out of work for a certain amount of time, we can sell. 
Yeah. Our collections, yeah. you know, yeah. like I know that I'm not going to go. But you don't have to. You yeah. don't, that's the last resort. I'd probably sell other people's stuff before mine. Yeah. But yeah. Or Rob, yeah. but there's always there. It, as much as it, it is an investment because it's a safety net. Yeah. I could get out of a lot but, of trouble. But, but I think if you're smart about anything collecting, that is exactly what it's about, right? You, you collect something that you absolutely love. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. sorry, yeah. but yeah. Um, it is something that you could really, if you need to, sell on and somebody else will, will be happy for owning it um, and you will get your money back. Unless it's not, it's not a unless you cost. have a, a unique collection like used Band-Aids or something like that. But I did say if you're smart I remember, about look, Again, at the start of this, I remember selfishly thinking, all right, so a lot of people, I, like I said, might might be doing it tough now, and I hate they have really good collections that they have to liquidate. <laughs> but uh, I've already bought them all. <laughs> but I mean, like I've I've spoken and said that, for instance, a uh, an ep- uh, an issue of New Mutants '98 helped get me back from America to Australia, so that's a good investment. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's always a good investment <laughs> if you can exchange it for money. So, getting back to COVID collecting, as we like to call it, right? Mm. Um, that's it, not the collecting it, of COVID, the virus, but yeah, more collecting yeah. during but the time of COVID the lockdown. And, yeah. and going back to me saying like my purchasings uh, quadrupled over the past few months. Yep. Um, and it's really to the benefit of my own emotional state. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is really just enjoying, enjoying the time at home and uh, making the most of it, right? But I'm really keen to, to chat about like what, what do we buy? How do we buy it? Where do you source it? What influences the purchases, stuff like that, right? Um, what what is the highlights of what you have procured mm. over the past few months? Yeah, it comes back. This, I think most people have a couple of different sort of categories. There's the stuff that they've got on their um their hit list. You know, they they know that they need it to finish off uh, a run mm. or a, a line or whatever it is. You know, whether it's a toy line, whether it's a comic book run. So there's stuff that you always. Um, are after you know yeah. you're always on it to look out for but then there's those opportunistic buys where you go geez i reckon i could get this at a good price i never know? knew i wanted this yeah i never knew i wanted this <laughs> until no, i, I now really I, I want it really bad because i know other people want it you yeah. know? So, yeah. Yeah. and there's yeah. nothing like seeing something with a few bids on it and, yeah you know start imagining that other person on the other computer hitting, yeah, uh, hitting what i bid. like mo- what yeah. i like most about it is when you presented with article we actually have to do a little bit of research about what it is and why it's appealing yeah and then you realize this is a good thing yeah this is something i've always wanted yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden you're invested in it yeah. you're invested in that company you're like i do want this i want this to be the start of my new collection are you, are you saying <laughs> that you do research oh when it's not an impulsive buy of course yeah. how often is that when it's not an impulsive buy so maybe 10 percent of the time i well yeah but i would buy i think it'd be rare that i wouldn't do a search on something before i hit buy it now you know i would uh, I don't know. I think I think the more I know about a subject, mm. the more reluctant I'll be to just buy it now. Like especially with comics, because I know the field of gold, silver, bronze, modern. Mm. I know the top twenty. I know the top thirty. I know the grading. I know the conditions. And if something's buy it now, I, I'm like, it's either too good to be true, whether it's a bad seller or it is a bargain, and I should have bought it now. So I I do go back and I step back. I take a breather. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. let's have a look. Yeah. And, and people, but other people's um, behaviors 
influence that as well. It's like, how long have you thought about something hitting that bite now? I need to come half an hour later and it's gone already. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. damn it, yeah. what did yeah. I second guess yeah. myself we're, here? We're, I, I, think, just, I think we're all <laughs> suffer from buyer's remorse, yeah. right? Buyer's but, remorse is, is it's, uh, it's a curse because... It's um, it's the fear of missing out. So it's almost like FOMO, but at the same time, well, it is it FOMO, is, yeah. isn't it? It has yeah, to be. But by but its very definition, time. in fact, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Doctor Ben. <laughs> but at the same time, like sometimes you didn't know you wanted it, and now all of a sudden you want it, and it's gone, and you're like, I feel for the thing I didn't know I didn't. I want. wonder if you guys do something similar to what I do, uh, which is, for instance, if I miss out on something. I, if I'm still thinking about it every, you know, like after 48 hours, if it's still on my mind and everything like that, then I know Somebody that I want it. Somebody else would have bought it, it already. But, yeah. like, <laughs> but then I know that I want it. So mm. then I can search for it. If if I miss out on something and 24 hours later, I've forgotten about it and it's no issue, then yeah. maybe I didn't want it. Yeah. But if I've, if, you know, down the track, if I've waited and if I'm still thinking about that thing that I should have bought... I'll go out and search because obviously I want it. Yeah, yeah. But getting back to the, I, I guess the um, the topography, the environment of, of collecting that we're in at the moment, I would have thought that stuff would have been going for a lot cheaper now. You know that again, as as ugly as this sounds, and shading, as, yeah, yeah, shading, as shading opportunistic yeah. as it sounds, it makes you sound like a vulture. That that there would be people in need, and and you know that type of uh, economic environment. Would, would have a lot of stuff in the market, thus, you know, like people liquidating stuff because they need to, which is unfortunate, but it's, it's a reality um, to get by. But I think because we've also all, all been in lockdown as well, it's increased the buying activity as yeah. well, which has offset yeah. that. So we haven't seen this. Yeah. This there's really there's big been no deal. cheap deals. No. No, or, no, no. Anything, right? Or you're missing it. Like, I think, like, going back to talking about what highlight buyers we've had, very early on, there was a lot of panic selling, especially on Facebook Marketplace, I found, where I, I recently got a, an Xbox. I hadn't owned one before. Uh, and a, a guy was selling cheap games that were pretty much brand new and only came out like a week earlier. And I questioned as to why he was buying them. And he said that at the time, his children had been taken out of school due to covid and that he wanted money for crafting materials to do like activities with them while they're not at school. So a change in focus. really. Yeah. Yeah. So while I've got a bargain deal, which I sort of found a little bit sorry for getting it so cheap, you know, he's Mm. obviously found out the necessity of going, well, I've got to keep my kids preoccupied. Let's sell off some stuff. And I found at least for me, for once outside of comics, a lot of people were selling video games, like consoles, selling everything to do with that. And I don't know if it was to do with COVID, but it was a huge boost. And myself working full time, you know, at work. Lots co- of free time. Yeah, <laughs> with lots <laughs> of free Cruising time. Yeah. You know, I don't have the, I didn't have the fear of going, well, what happens if I don't have a job? Yeah. You know, I was still getting a steady income while people are struggling. So... The whole time I couldn't help feel like a, a vulture, but it, it worked wonders for me. Yeah, yeah. There is, uh, I mean, they call it retail therapy for a reason, don't yeah. they? And, and the actual purchase is, uh, it, it's, it's the last little, it's the last part of the process, isn't it? I mean, I think we all know that the fun part is, is the, the searching and the, yeah. the, 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 
finding of these things. And, you know, Australia's a little different. Uh, we've got a few, um, oh, what would you call the platforms? They're, they're similar to, to, you know, I, I guess what other international people would have. But, yep. you know, Marketplace, we've got Gumtree, which is kind of... Maybe what, like what would you Craigslist? call it? Like Craigslist. Craigslist? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of the Craigslist of Australia. Just um, as dodgy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Dodgy. Absolutely. Exactly. The, all the pitfalls you, of Craigslist. Would you start now for 20? <laughs> yeah, of Gumtree. Um, so, and, and then, you know, you've got your other ones like like eBay and all of the, 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 the big platforms. Um, so, you know, going through those, and mm. the, the hours of entertainment you, you have yeah. going, going yeah, that's through That's good. That. The search is fun, man. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, and especially buying local at this point in time is mm. good. Um, we we've had a lot of challenges around the dollar conversion rate with yep. America Australia. Mm. Um, I think but think back to the first time we went to America, the dollar was at parity. It was one dollar to a dollar, and yeah. at the moment, it's seventy cents or just under seventy. But when COVID happened, it was fifty four. Right, it became unaffordable to buy foreign mm. but it became very good to sell to america because of the fact that all of a sudden your the value of your collection would have increased by 18 percent because the dollar plummeted but now with a partial correction now we can buy in confidence again from america um so i feel like my buying habits have changed it's gone to inverse into domestic buying and no, yeah. I'm going back to American I buying. mean, I'll admit that I deliberately avoided buying keys outside of Australia, you know, just because of that, because of, well, I mean, look, we get a lot of issues with shipping, you know, shipping to Australia yeah. is expensive. We're so, on the ice end of the world. You know, yeah. so that is generally something that we have to take into consideration. The GST tax that eBay put on as well, whatever you think that you've paid, you've paid extra regardless. Mm. Um but yeah, with the conversion, keeping track of that, it, it became unrealistic to buy these keys. Like it wasn't, and I'm thinking, mm. if it's a modern key, you know, if we're looking at like a, you know, a Miles Morales, you know, like Ultimate Spider-Man, you, you'd probably be better off because it's modern, just waiting, I yeah. guess. Like, yeah. and, but in yeah. fear but of it's also the one price of, going up, that, right? That, that example fluctuates a lot because it depends on market awareness whether it's the game or the movie or something it peaks and troughs um i do think that um bigger books like amazing fantasy hulk one blah 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 those books are becoming unaffordable but the best point of time to buy it is when there's a more level of parity um Look, and best best time to sell to america is before it hits parity yeah because of the fact that you get that conversion back absolutely I, but I, I think that this is how much do our international viewers, uh, you know, or how many how many international people worry about this as much as we do? It could be quite an alien concept, because say the US dollar is basically the benchmark yeah. currency, yeah. and so you, I guess the tendency would to be not be as aware of those fluctuations. Yeah, but uh, I would say ninety nine percent of people in America buy from America. Yes, yeah. no offense, but yeah. it is the way it is. the 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 control of the market of pop culture whether it's collectibles or toys or they have the monopoly yeah. it is in america so you buy domestic at all times you don't go looking for an american comic in australia no but when you do and this is what we're going to get to later the reward will be bigger yeah. right yeah absolutely um, i i think i think that's where the global awareness comes in we we suffer from that kind of uh 
currency fatigue where they don't necessarily feel that yeah um and whether or not that's a good then, thing it's not good for us I but mean, it's good for america you've got like the thing if you say that they've got like you know a fountain of wealth with what they've got and everything like that australia is a puddle you know like 100 yeah, with that whatever our they population's have, new york <laughs> yeah so whatever they have you know diminish that drastically and that's what we yeah. have however sometimes these are the happiest hunting grounds i mean i know that probably if i listed something internationally on ebay whoever's looking at it they're going to see it in their native currency anyway you know it's yeah. it automatically converts it. On, yeah, yeah but th- but yeah. that's probably only ebay the rest like like when i'm doing searches like i said i'm looking at like buy e yahoo um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the most obscure places I can, in the hope that I'm I'm about to turn over a rock that no one else has turned over before. You yeah. know, so yeah. I mean, for all of you savvy uh, uh, international viewers out there, yeah, start jumping on Gumtree Melbourne and see what you can find. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, um, there is. I mean, yeah. I mean, if there's phantom collectors in America, they would love Gumtree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you true. could get a, a run of all, what is it, 1800? 1800, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, and it is the way it is, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's it's kind of horses for courses in that sense. Um, but if, you, if you're into a certain subculture and you know you have that level of global awareness, it becomes easier yeah. to source and find those treasures. And that's what, that's what the Greylanders group's about. It's enabling those hunt, the hunt for the treasures, but it's also enabling... The, the community to say, oh, you're looking for that? We'll all look for it for you. Yeah. Thing, but right? that's where, I guess, the other side of that coin for people that, like you said, subcultures, for instance, if you collect indie comics, you know, especially, you know, when I say indie, I'm even thinking lower than you know, Image and Black Mask and all that. I'm saying like, you know, self-published stuff, Kickstarter, crowdfunded yeah. sort of things. For instance, all of a sudden, as let's say... Uh, the person publishing the book, if it were myself, I now have to think about international shipping and how yeah. much that would ruin yeah. me. But then at the same time, so does the buyer because regardless or not, we've talked about shipping. It's not cheap for anyone. It's not cheap for me to like to ship it. It's not easy yeah. for me to ship it at the moment with how oh, packages yeah. The are volatility in packaging and, and tracking. Yeah. At the moment, though, I, I was looking at Kickstarter the other day and people are still running campaigns and it, it's hard to sort of warrant why. Mm, I, yeah. I'm wondering, like, I don't know if they're doing, like, a nation but I look at, thing. Yeah, but I'll, I'll look at it and goes back to eBay at the same time, right? Um, if you look at... You, you've got to have a level of parity of the value of the purchase. If... If you're buying a $20 book and the shipping's less than $20, you're winning, especially in the Australian market where that book might not be available for under 40. But if you're buying a $5 book and the shipping's 20, just wait. Just yeah. don't do it. And a lot of people do it. A lot yeah. of people do it. And, and you've got the global shipping happening and you've got the delays happening. It's just too and, risky. And that's even if it does ship. I mean, pro- oh, I'm thinking it would be a, a, a sizable percentage of, of listings overseas just won't ship to Australia. Yeah. yeah. So that, that... Oh, look, yeah. and you unlock the, a new world. If you've got an yeah. Australian address versus if you've got an American shipping address, and this is tips to all the Australians, um, 
if you've got an American shipping address, it opens up all those listings that mm-hmm. don't ship outside the 49 states. Yeah. Which means that mm-hmm. you can ship to your local address and then to Australia yep. and consolidate. And that's the best way to unlock it because otherwise you'll see the 5 or 10 or 20% of the books that do ship you and they're all overpriced. And yep. then you've got the issue as well, like at least in Australia, of going like uh, Australia Post turned around and pretty much said that there wasn't ex- like any such thing as express shipping for the time being you know yeah, yeah. you Whereas can pay for it you but can, you won't yeah, get it <laughs> you can choose to do express shipping and pay the extra you know what yeah five bucks six bucks or whatever it is well depending yeah. on how you know but yeah it doesn't it doesn't exist at the moment it <laughs> doesn't matter you know yeah. your, your stuff can still be stuck in you know on the border of another state yeah. or anything like that absolutely like it matter. it's it's all just another symptom of the times we're going through i yeah. mean i've i've recently i've just ordered stuff on the same day you know from the same town and had the two parcels arrive weeks apart weeks even apart. though even it. though one it's it. it's almost like that australia post is like that uh, the end scene from from raiders of the lost ark where there's just they push everything into this vast warehouse <laughs> and whatever smallest gets spit <laughs> yes. out it's yes. like a little windmill spinning <laughs> in the middle whichever whichever is closest to the out the outdoor yeah. that's what gets shipped first yeah yeah, yeah. i get that and uh, and the traffic tracking isn't sophisticated right no it's like we've got it it's on its way and you're getting it. <laughs> yes yes the three <laughs> states on its, on its way could be one day yeah three weeks. well i've got there's nothing in between uh, speaking of that and like how there's no uh pure tracking with that is uh there's a video game coming out called cyberpunk and the Xbox has decided to do a limited edition Xbox console for this game and it looks great and everything and you could pre-order it. The thing is, like, it was meant to arrive Friday the 12th of June. Uh, I have a friend that still has their uh, limited edition console stuck in Red Bank, New South Wales. Oh, really? And it was shipped on Wednesday. Uh, oh, frustration. <laughs> you know, so it's like, well, it's past its pre-order date. And now it's looking like they, yeah. they'll get it a week after. Yeah, yeah, when like it was going <laughs> to uh, yeah. But anyway. at the same time, it's yeah. not sophisticated enough. There's a chance that it's already in Melbourne yeah. and hasn't been, you know, yeah. tagged yeah. or anything like that. I had that. a lot. I had a lot of those. Um, it's coming today, and then next day it's coming today. Yeah, and then yeah. the next day is coming today, and yeah, it's just it's frustrating, but it happens, right? Yeah. Looking forward to Cyberpunk, by the way. Uh, yeah. With Keanu Reeves, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah. and that's where he. He told everyone that, you know, they're breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so going, going back to like buy, buying stuff over the past few months, right? Or just generally since San Diego last year. Um, highlights, purchases, what have you been doing? What have you bought? Because we, we, we went to uh, Supernova together, which that is the Austra- Australian comic convention yep. pre-COVID. Um, uh, like by the narrowest yeah, of margins. Man. It was five, five days before crowds got banned right yeah so we were all cautious of the fact that you know what you should keep your distance we were already doing the social distancing thing the crowds were a bit smaller but still you had kevin eastman there you had james obar there you had a lot of international guests um we did a we did a panel there which was great yes we did Um, yeah, and and you you made your first comic purchase ever at that age, the old age of eighty five. Yes, I did. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, where is no, it? No, well, you no, have no, it here. Show, show and tell. You know what was really interesting was watching how excited you were during your meeting opportunity with Kevin Eastman, right? And I like you know because forty eight hours before that he didn't know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you can liars. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not that bad. No, no, no. no. I had watched the toys that made us a week before that show. Thank you very much. Uh. But I mean, you had like Neville got to witness my first meeting of Kevin Eastman and, and yours. Uh, you know, yeah. and yours. You know, yeah. like, this I'm like a Kevin Eastman pimp. You are. <laughs> no, you are. I love he, it. He's just grandfather time over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should be wearing like a rainbow no, colored trench really... coat every time I oh, meet Kevin Eastman. Look, and shout out to him if he's listening. He's uh, honestly, he's a super nice oh, guy. Isn't he? He's got so much time and energy. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, him and his partner, they are the perfect couple for for cons. For like meeting. That. Like and all what, the time in the world. Yeah. In, they, they, they're personable. They're just really, really good, right? My favourite bit was jumping the line to get the signature, I think. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't take, I won't take that. <laughs> Thanks, Supernova. <laughs> oh, if looks could kill. Yeah, if yeah. looks could yeah, kill. Yeah. <laughs> just don't look back at the crowd with their eye daggers. Yes, I yes. actually um, had, But I had meeting Kevin thing. Eastman in March was, was really the highlight of the year, mm. knowing that the rest of the year was going to go to where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Not my garage, but no, 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 no. Interesting no. enough, right? You think about it. He's got to be careful about his own, like you know, health. You know, he's in another country. Mm-hmm. This has happened. Everyone knew about it. Kevin Eastman was fist bumping people. Kevin Eastman has always fist bumped people, oh, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, you, you still get the same. His behaviors experience. are very COVID, yeah, COVID suitable, aren't they? It's not yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, a but, bear but hug. still personal. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm yeah. pretty sure his um, sanitary, like his hand sanitizer, still had the wrapper on it. Yeah. No, no, no. But no, yeah. it was very good. I think it could have been understandable, understandable at the same time, sort of a little bit demeaning and hostile. If they were more careful about, you know, not touching or the distance and all that. But no, like both both him and James were both just, you know, they yeah, almost yeah. almost disregarded it. That was yeah, good. but at that point in time, it was a theoretical thing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So. Yeah, we hadn't seen it, the, yep. the sort of the, the calamitous effects that it was having over. Well, we had a taste of it. Yep. But I think everyone, everyone was just speculating at that stage whether it was going to be the end of the world or that it was just going to be another Y2K yeah. bug thing going on. Yeah. So crack anyway, it out. What did, what did you get? You, I got. I so I broke my um my my your comic uh, comic cherry, cherry yeah. and took my cherry uh, with uh, number four. So first first print of um, gold pen signed. Yep, that's good. Gold pen signed by Kevin Eastman. Yeah. Um, and uh, looking forward to getting it graded because it's a good copy. Um, should should go highly. The only trouble I have with this is that uh, unless we go soft cover, we've got to go oh, yeah, international. Local Halo, yeah, yeah, local yeah. Halo is not doing mag sized yeah, uh, yeah. uh, covers at this stage. They can still grade it in a soft cover, if yeah. I'm not if, mistaken. Yeah, commercial grade, yeah. yeah. If you're ever selling it, I'll um I'll pay <laughs> double cover price for it. Yep. Three dollars. Three dollars. So good. look, I think you know that's yeah. a profit right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a good event too with Kevin Eastman because um, I think from the Greylancers perspective, people submitted books and we had probably 40, 50, 50 books to present to Kev. Um, mm. And that was a month after I sent thirty books to San Diego for him to sign. So uh, it's just good timing, timing. good timing or bad timing, but he signed seventy plus books for us. And you know what was good, you know, not meaning to speak about me, but you know, like I had a gift to give him. (laughs) I had a gift to give him, and like having him ask for a signature on his book that I gave him, I was like, what? No, like. Uh, so you broke out the crayons at that no, stage. No, so he even gave Mike. me one of. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad I had my pen license. But um, <laughs> no, like he, he gives me a pen, and I'm like, oh no, like I'm shaking. I'm going like, oh, uh, and yeah, like. But you know what? He could throw that book out. You know, a minute later, 
that experience of having <laughs> Kevin Eastman ask my signature, yeah. I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So yeah. what, else, what is your other guys? We've got some other stuff that, that you know, we've, we've, what we've doesn't acquired. Have, what doesn't Neville have? Yeah, I know. Funny. Oh, look, look. Uh, we can get into my stuff later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought we'd we, because it's a it's a more international market that we're we're broadcasting to via San Diego that we talk about more um, the Australian industry and community of books and publishing and um, as a result of that show off my books because it's my books that I'm showing off. Yes. Right? Um, and I thought the first part where we could start is um, with. With um, price variants, like Australia, similar to Canada's, got price variants of the same books, which means, and, and I don't know if you guys know the market well enough, America's got the American price points and Can- Canada's got a Can- Canadian price variant. So does Australia, but because Australia is a much smaller market, it only comp- comprises of about 2 to 3% of the total print run. And um, up to probably five years ago, people assumed that the Australian print run was a reprint, which it's not. Um, the Australian print is actually the same print as American Canada, but just rebadged on the cover because what happened is they had to ship the books because of the volumes. They shipped the books to Australia on ship. Mm-hmm. It took three or maybe two months, two and a half months to get to the news agents. So where the, for instance, New Mutants 98, where it said March, the Australian one would say June. But when you flick it open and you look at the bottom of page one, yeah, it's, it's the same page. March, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And that's what makes that appeal probably global because it's a first print with a different cover and that is where i'd say for the first 15 20 years maybe most people even australians thought that they were reprints of that book after it came out um now that cgc and a lot of the senses and the go collect sites are recognizing them as first prints with a different cover the appeal's gone up and the price points have gone up and the demand's gone up aren't we lucky as you're saying as we're quite exclusive here in Australia. Yeah, it is exclusive. We? Like we got it three months late, yeah. but the benefit <laughs> yes, is yes, yes. there is a level of appeal so, because yeah. of it. Yeah. If, if you, anyone's been confused oh. by our, our Neville's strange Australian accent, strange Australian accent, <laughs> it's Cop because it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, yeah. yes. So so um, we'll we'll do inserts of this thanks to the man behind the cameras, um, Dave, mm. but. If you, if you look at these, see April, July, there's a commonality between it because first appearance of Carnage, America was April, Australia, July, open it up, first page, mm. same thing. Oh, should I open it up now? Sure. I like, oh, you know, <laughs> use your thumbs. Yeah, but I also like, now we know that some uh, variants, especially with the covers, don't look much different. You know, it can come down to the news you know, the barcode oh, yeah, to yeah. the date and all that. So I'll hold what these I, up. Oh, we're going to do inserts, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. 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 But what I do like these, about... But this is just so that we can we can talk mm. through them, right? What so I like about the, um, yeah. four months. Yep. the Amazing 361, though, the Amazing yep. Spider-Man 361 was... There was a colour difference as well. Oh, well, this is the, this is the second print. Yeah. That's, that's what makes this... I, I actually like the second print of 361 yeah. more because of the silver. Yeah. And then Australian prints got the white, which is the first print. So the price point's different. One says Australia. You got the barcode on this one. So there's minor dif- differentiations, but the interior the side of the cover, it's the same book. So for anyone listening that maybe hasn't 
had much experience with Australian variants and stuff. Yep. What would be, if you had to narrow it down to three tips to be able to tell that you're looking at, let's say, an Australian variant? I or, need one tip. Well, <laughs> what should they look for to know? Well, the Australian one says AUS behind the price tag. <laughs> so it's, it's very, very enough. Is it AUS or AUD? AUS. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, it's not and, the, um, that isn't the uh, that isn't that, the international code are, for the Australian dollar. Oh, yeah, but, enough, but it's but, not just for the Australian market. That's why. There you that, go. That's not a forex thing. It's a it's a it's a genre thing. Um, and I think that we were lucky enough. We were we we as Australians were lucky enough to have had these reprints in the period where first appearance of. Um, War Machine, first appearance of Deadpool, first appearance of Carnage, and all these books. We we're like the sum total of two two to three percent of the market, of which fifty percent of those books might still be around, right? Yeah, yeah. And that makes it appealing. It does. It's, a, it's a good market to be in, and these are these look and feel the same as the Americans. They're the same size. They're the same everything because the interiors are the same. I think the next next thing that I'll move on to is actual physical reprints, which might be years after, yeah, um, after the actual so original books. Are the covers printed here, like in somewhere like Sydney or anything? Are they? Printed I think they printed. In... They were printed there, and they were okay. shipped as is. So they were actually because you can't you can't restaple. Yeah. So they were stapled and shipped as Australian covers from there, whereas the UK ones were shipped with no price tag and they were actually stamped with a physical stamp hand like yeah i've got some of them some of my like doctor strange and stuff like that so does that mean that even with the the covers and all that are we looking at cover stock that is exactly identical to the u.s like are they using the same printings yeah the same printers and everything for those 100 and i think you know the the maybe 10 percent of the market in america is waking up to the fact that there's not just reprints like i've got italian reprints here this is the first appearance of Deadpool Italian, which is actually X-Force number one for them. <laughs> it's really weird. But the, unlike this, these are the same book printed at the same time from the same paper stock. This one's not. That Italian reprint. So are we looking at like technically that's a New Mutants 98 New Mutants, in that? It's, it's three times fixed. So it's 98 to 100. Okay, yeah. yeah, so they pretty much almost started, let's say, the yeah. X-Force series that most people would know followed on from New Mutants. Yep, exactly. But exactly. they've just It's the breakdown it. of X-Force, or oh, New Mutants into X-Force, which is, yeah. which is really Which good. I would say, like, probably, oh, look, I, I probably would have said New Mutants or the X-Force should have been, like, 87 sort of starting point. But Yeah, with Cable's introduction. But, yeah, look, that makes sense. I can sort of see that. I mm. do like sort of, um, we don't get many bumper-sized comics doing something like that so nah. to see those those reprints i think that that's yeah. worthy of any collection no it's good uh, and it's good fun to have like because this is literally coded as a reprint because it came out six years later it's a nice to have but you open it up and the pages look the same and everything right these ones the appeal is there because it's the same book same entrance or same same first appearance same everything just additional value because it's got the aussie cover and lower print run lower print run yeah. exactly by a long way like yeah. you're saying, you, you, you yeah. speculate the might, yeah. if there was a uh, 100,000 yeah. prints of uh, whatever, there might only be yeah. 3,000. Because I, I guess they're, they're sizing the print run to their speculated sales in Australia, yeah. which because of our um, our <laughs> small the population. Market, the yeah. market distribution. Yeah. And back then they actually put it in newsagents. So similar to America in the 80s, we had distribution to the tax shops and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Shops like that. <laughs> um, where where you could literally go to a shop or a supermarket and pick it up 
Um, I'll call it the good old days of comic distribution. So if you had to, if you had to sort of give a bit of an estimate to uh, our viewers out there, out of all the books, you know, be it Amazing Spider-Man three six one, you know, X Force, New Mutants ninety eight, all that. How many of the Australian printings do you think would still be in existence? Do you think that for certain books or even like the older books, there would still be more technically in existence or do you reckon it would still be less due to damage and water damage? Uh, Look, I I think it's less because at that point in time, I know we're only talking about the 90s, but even at that point in time, people didn't collect to put it in sleeves and grade because grading didn't exist in the 90s. It feels like it's 20 years ago, but CGC is only 24, 25 years old, right? So um, I'd say most of the books pre-96 would be read, discard, or if you were a collector already at that point in time, it might be might be in a box somewhere unprotected. And you can even see on my little Aussie variant, there's a sticker damage where the glue of the the news agent sticker the price sucks on into it, it you know yeah, yeah. i mean I think ironically because it's got the it's got it printed they would have had the sticker there that's i $1 think that 80. that's one of the things that all collectors will deal with is the bane of gray lead pencils pens sharpies yeah, yeah. Yeah. the occasional sharpies, sharpies like oh, the uh, x-men number one the yeah. reducted Look, edition I, I, I bought <laughs> you should have bought that one yeah, out yeah. <laughs> i bought i bought a collection what three and a half months ago about a thousand comics not a big collection but it was all bronze age right mm. it was all 74 to 80 around there and um, because at that point in time australia didn't have a distribution channel what happened is they'd bring in the american comics they'd take it out to the marker and write a price and that the currency was only four or five cents difference so the cover would have been 35 they'd scratch it out and write 40 mm. on the cover so blue pen black pen thousand comics like that my now great that's not the price variant some some little some little old lady has cost you thousands of dollars in uh my uh my neurotic collector's mentality where uh you know i have a almost full run of silver surfer from 1987 and all of the key issues in that you know like infinity war and stuff like that that's happening and all those key issues look well read and they all have someone's name like Rhett written uh, on it yeah. or something like that. Like, but all the all the non-important issues, the filler issues in there are pristine. Oh, they're pristine. Like, I'm pretty sure no one's read. <laughs> oh, these it's ones, just the know? universe thumbing its nose. One hundred percent. I'm like, oh, what's yeah. this? They're gonna bring Thanos into you know Silver Surfer issue fifty or something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. And they've gone and done like the uh, yeah. metallic cover on it, and it's still got a massive five dollars written across. Yeah. The- Can I tell you what? Batman Adventures twelve. In South Africa, it's Batman Adventures 13. Harlequin is the next issue <laughs> because, oh. because they didn't have it in sequence. They had like little storylines, but it just happened to be first appearance of Harlequin was the next issue. Well, I so. mean, funny you mentioned that. That's actually probably the one of the nastiest graded comics that I own is Batman Adventures issue 12. So first appearance of Harlequin, as you mentioned. And nastiest graded? What is it? I want it. Is it faulty it, too? It's, no, it's, it's a four. <laughs> But I'll tell you why it's a four. So I snipe one this uh, this Harley Quinn issue uh, out of like a Grayley's page type, you know, one of the comic groups. Snipe bid one, 
Okay, got it really cheap. What's worse though is I now have a permanent reminder of how much it sold in Australia back on the day because it's got a, a label on it that says like two dollars twenty, nice. and nice. it's graded with that Somebody on made it. A lot right? of money it's slabbed you. on that, and I'm <laughs> going like two dollars twenty. No, I spent two hundred and twenty <laughs> yeah. on this. Yeah. Two hundred twenty is still good. Oh no. look, I no. thought that. Yeah. Like I'm going, yeah, but I mean, like it could have been two dollars twenty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. Um, and further to further to the Australian price variants, they are also Australian reprints, but from silver and bronze eras, like you know, sixties to eighty-five and around there, where um, the books three, four, five years ago, it was a twenty-dollar book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would have, um, let's say, first appearance of Captain America or or first appearance of Fantastic Four back. Back then, people understood that it's print on pretty average newspaper paper, four colors, blah, blah, blah. It's just a reprint. We'll take it for what it is. You want to read it, it's good. But because of the global awareness of collections, um, there are completists like us, like me with comics, who what you want to do is you want to find variations of the book you like because the book you like you can't afford anymore. Fantastic Four number one. Yeah, it's a $10,000 book. So what am I going to do? I'm going to buy the international versions, have it as a placeholder until I find the real one. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, like, I know, I'm pretty sure I was here uh, when you won your uh, German Amazing Spider-Man 129. Mm. I'm pretty sure I was in the spare room and you came running Spinnerman. in. Spinnerman. Yeah, that's that. it. Yeah, so, yeah. And I, I actually had a fake uh, Irish postal address. So that I could ship it to Ireland and then from Ireland, yeah, because they didn't ship to so Australia. So tell people just a little bit about that. What did you win that day? Well, Spinnerman. <laughs> <It's, laughs> All right, um, tell people what um, Spinnerman so is. So Spinnerman, you, it's exactly as Amazing Spider-Man 29. It's got a different different head uh, insignia on the cover. Um, but essentially, it's the same comic, black and white, maybe inside, whatever. Um, but it's got the... It's what you like to call the 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 vintage of the cover and the the clarity of having something that you know it stands stands alone, but it's still the same thing. Absolutely, you know? everyone that that is an iconic cover. I'm pretty oh, sure you, know, you show John Romita, yeah, a hundred. Well, cover. not even just the artist, but you show that cover without any logo, without any type. Yeah, any comic book create uh, collector. Knows what that comic is, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, the comic you know so well and it's imprinted in your head, the lettering's different because it's in a different language and stuff like that. And I love stuff like that. Spinner Man. I'm sounds curious. Like, sounds like uh, Spider Man. Spinner Man. It's our yeah, col- Spinner Man because <laughs> yeah. where I'm from, I know Spinner Man means it's, it's like spinning the web man yeah. rather than Spider Man. So, yeah. <laughs> but curious though, like uh, while we're touching on reprints and everything like that, do they use similar fonts or do they have like straight up like letters? I think back then nobody cared. Nobody cared. They didn't care. They were, they were, they, it was a means to an end to sell to uh, a child that's 10 years old to read the comic. I'm going to show you something that's really, really cool. <laughs> or a child that's 40 years old in Neville's case. <laughs> Talking about talking about Aven- this is Avengers number one, right? We're the only country in the world where so- somebody in Australia thought, "Hey, oh, I can't even tell you what the guy's name is." Do 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 do. No, I can't tell you what his name is. It's not on there. But somebody drew their own cover for Avengers number one, and Stan Lee signed it and said, "Yep, that's good enough for me." And this comes from 1960. 
1960s. It's not even dated. Is that an official reprint? Yeah, it is. The, it's a Horwich reprint. And they they did um, Daredevil, they did Avengers, they did a few of them. I've seen and it's Daredevil actually it's well. actually got um, original art in it too. So the benefit of this is unlike every American Avenger, including the one I've got, this has got two pages of original art with a new cover <laughs> signed by Stanley. And there's only two of them in the world. So, well, two signed by Stanley in the world. And you which know is what's really really good. Interesting too is what's the likelihood that anyone outside of Australia would have an Avengers issue number one at a 3.0 grade point, <laughs> right? Like you By say, Halo, mm. Australian well, I mean, grading like, company. By Halo as well, but I mean like a 3.0 for Avengers is still pretty decent. Oh, look, it's good. It's good, but um, ironically bought this from Ohio in America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Halo, somebody based there, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody there bought it, they understood what, what it meant and... Um, yeah, I brought it back. I brought it back to Australia. I'll and, give you 20 bucks And again, it. It, the, the benefit of this and the awesomeness of this, and I'll, I'm sure Dave will put, it, put an insert in the panel, This the, the cover is actually redrawn from panels in different comics of where Thor, Iron Man, and Hulk is, <laughs> including a Strange Tales. So it makes the co- comic really unique and it makes it even more unique that Stan How would people it. go about finding the Australian... Good luck. In. It's impossible. So they couldn't even find it's it ungraded. You need to it's buy impossible. a ticket to Australia, it's go impossible. down to the Leverton oh, Market and yeah. uh, cross your Ballarat. fingers. Yes. Drive to Ballarat. I, and not no. only that, but I mean like try and get like Stan Lee to Well, that's going to be yeah, near impossible now. I would love to have been there when Stan Lee signed this. He, yeah. he would have said what the was yeah. something else after yeah. that. That yeah. person got a cease and desist letter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so like like this the, the Avengers that that we're showing here, there are many comics that are are gaining appeal because people understand that um, you know it might be a first appearance, but it's got a new cover. Even the UK first appearance of Wolverine. I mean, I've got I've got that back yeah, here, yeah. where it's Herb Trump's art, whereas the American ones got Herb Trump's art, but they redrew Hulk's face. Americans don't necessarily know that the cover they've got has got a redrawn face <laughs> it's pasted on top of it. Because they're like, oh, Hulk's face is actually contrasting the, the, the way Wolverine is posted. But if you look at it... Um, I'm sure we'll put it an insert yeah, we'll, here. we'll put it an insert. We'll put but, it an insert. I mean, but, but you look at it and you realize that Hulk's face is different. And that's actually the original art. The UK comic is the one with the original art, not the American one. Am I um Wow. Am I allowed to take this opportunity to sort of give my own bit of show and tell which shows Go for it. I guess the rise and rise of Australian comics and collectors by showing an international item that people banded together to get to me? <laughs> it was a colony of people. It was. It was. So Across countries. What we're looking at here is so we've got a uh 1989 uh, Marvel Wolverine that we've got here through uh, Just Toys. Now it's a stretchy one, isn't it? It is. It's it's very bendable. Oh, it's very bendable. It, it says is. It, on the it cover. says bendable. So <laughs> just three and up, so you can't swallow it. <laughs> long story short, I got one of these for Christmas one year. As a kid, you open it I up. Hope nothing. It's not, yeah, one year, like in yeah. the 80s, so, 90s. Well, I was born in 1990, so I mean, maybe people held on to it until it was mine. Um, but as a kid, nothing stays packaged, unfortunately. Uh, and mine got lost, probably damaged and gone. I put it out there saying that this is probably the one thing that I want to own more than anything and I'd pay a ridiculous amount of money for it. 
Ben. That's when we. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's that's where like I, I I let Ben and Neville take over that story and tell everyone what happened next. <sighs> Look, Ben did the hard work. I'll take the credit, but go for it, Ben. <laughs> well, we've I found it. It was it was a matter of tracking it. There we go. Yeah, you hold that. <laughs> it, it was tracking it down, um, and uh, you know. That's what's fun about these things. When you've you've got some vague description of something, if you told me, uh, you know, it was just toys, Wolverine, blah blah blah, you know, It'd that would have been easier. That Instead, been easier, I said so. it's a it's a bendable brown and yellow Wolverine, <laughs> <laughs> like, and that was it. That was the first thing I typed <laughs> in. Delivery issues. Why is he yellow? I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I was like maybe four yeah. or five when I yeah. got one. Yeah. So um, for those who don't know me, and let's face it, none of you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I really, really enjoy tracking down obscure things, and this proposed a bit of a challenge, but um, I, it's it's not something I haven't done before. So I got a result anyway. The, I think the problem when we tracked it down was the old curse of will not ship Shipping. overseas. Yeah. So even though you'd be more than willing for something as sentimental as this is to to Mike to to pay well over what the actual figure was worth, and it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. wasn't, yeah, it was, wasn't nah. Mike didn't pay anything, so. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, but, and we'll get to that. But I'm pretty sure, like at so, the time, I said that I, I, I was willing to pay. I knew that I'd be overpaying, but yeah. I'd be willing to pay. Yeah. Like, so, so I found it, and then I flicked that morsel of information onto Neville um, for him to extract as much social collateral uh, <laughs> as possible from Mike. <laughs> so. That's where uh, you, uh, you, you then, you, you bought it and then... I didn't do much. I just clicked buy it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took all the credit. That's it. He took, he took all the credit. So I just want Mike to pay him some money though, thus reducing the me, social collateral. He brought me. Uh, I bought he, a, he, a, a, quite a few beers today. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We'll have them later and um, yeah. I'll forget that. I'll probably open the package. That's it. No, you won't. <laughs> We're going to make sure it's real, you know. I mean, it could be, in could be a that, knockoff. How quick could you find me one that's loose? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that in one. Like four over. seconds. In, in what sense? Oh, okay, <laughs> it's in terms of, uh, out of its packaging. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look. To be honest, I don't another one loose so that I can play with it. Yeah, take it in my yeah. well. Bag challenge everywhere. accepted. You know. Yeah, that's good. But no, and like, you know what? You know what? I don't think these were distributed in high volume in Australia. So to have one in a little cover and and um, still yeah. still in the box, it's not new. It, it doesn't have the. It's not going to grade well in AFA as far no, as the but I mean, like, goes. To be honest, though, to nice, have it right? packaged and that's over 31 years old sort of yeah. thing, like, you know, I think that looks good for 31 years old. And mm. so, like, you know, I'll take this opportunity oh, I'm just going to say, it's, it's pretty bad. It's not, it's not a Snake Eyes new package. <laughs> do, you, do you have a Snake Eyes <laughs> new package, though? Nice uh, segue. <laughs> yes. Oh, so there it is there. So this is what I bought myself as a treat for getting you your Wolverine. There's a G.I. Joe Snake Eyes <laughs> new in package. It's got 276 on the cover. It's uh, still in the box. You paid 276, but it was without the decimal point. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> decimal point is, was two spots to the left. And this yeah. goes back to our early conversation where it's like you didn't know you ever wanted it until you found it. And you're like, this is the best thing ever. And uh, yeah, like you it, get it, right? It, it's sat in your garage yeah. ever since you bought it because <laughs> yeah. it's the best thing ever. Still trying to figure out what to do with it and who Snake Eyes is. But Open it. it. But you do that. No. I mean, <laughs> but even stuff like I've had stuff that I've wanted for years, right? And I, yeah. I was umming and ahhing um, years ago, uh, whether like as a couple, I know uh, our, our wonderful cameraman Dave has got some awesome 
um, Tommy stuff, the Tron stuff. And I thought, I wouldn't mind that. I, I wouldn't mind. I'll just have a quick look oh, on how much sure. a light for cycle sure. is in, in my B. Oh, my God. Knocked me over with a feather. It was yeah. uh, the, the prices have just ballooned in yeah, some yeah. of this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. around that, that 80s vintage, it just seems to be going up exponentially every time I'm looking at it. Yeah. So it's kind of like the quick and the dead these days, isn't it? Yeah. Like, think and, about and something. Yeah, like, the more I talk to you and the more I get to know you, the more I want um, Galaxy Rangers mm. and... And, and the toys, the Voltron Force, all those yeah. type of things where yeah. I'm like, oh, I used to love yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. it. I mean, I was talking to Ben earlier uh, and, and you had the, the Mazinga out and I said, I have one. It's in my garage somewhere. Like, break that bad boy out. You don't want it really that bad. No, you? I'll I'm give sure it. You, no, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> but I mean, I think now's probably a good time to thank our producer, Dave, for all the hard work that he's done in this episode. He's yeah. doing all the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we're just merely puppets. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote the script Sitting here drinking this. our tea and, you know, yeah. um, chewing the fat. empty. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, I need some tea, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pause? Excuse uh, me, fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so one more thing I want to touch on from a, a collectability appeal perspective is when you hit the trifecta, right? And you get um, Australian variants and it's a print variant. So, so similar to the book that we've got in front of us, it's Vampirilla. We, in Australia, it's we'll Vampirilla an 51 answer. and it's the Panther cover, but it's also double covered. Um, and the fact that, again, coming back to ratios, we're on... Um, we're on a, a book that maybe two percent of the market would have, and it's got a double cover. It's it's actually a pretty pretty I, nice book. And I, I can do you a favor and take one of them off for you. Yeah, if you want. We can fix that in about ten seconds. We the, be, make... the benefit of it is if you grade it, you grade it on the internal cover, which is the is that seen as the cover. Is that right? a market thing? Like, would you say that across market, you know, if you got a double double cover modern comic, yeah, they would grade it on the inside cover, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, and uh, so. Let me get straight. You're speaking about some knowledge about double covers. They are common, really. They, 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 they are common knowledge that they exist. Okay. But it's always less than one percent. So, so oh, to have one is good. I'd be sacking that guy. <laughs> I'd be sacking the quality guy on the production line if it was more than one percent. Yeah, yeah. But, but the fact is, I've got a Shazam number one. Yeah, that's yeah, double yeah, cover, yeah. right? Mm. And when you go to grading, they don't grade the external yeah. cover. They grade the internal yeah. cover quality. So literally, you you can uh, say that the book condition is year yeah. inwards, yeah. and it's predicted from finger marks and all that type. Of why stuff. do uh, they my do mind that? is racing right now because I think why why just the covers? Do you ever have something that has two page fours, for example? Or, get, I won't say that's common because it because it, it's in it, four it, page it's increments. On it's on different printing sheets, right? Yeah. I but guess what so. would happen is there might be printing marks or, or yeah. ble- blemishes or mm. black and white pages in between. I mean, that's, like I think Dazzler's got some. Yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah. I mean, with any anyone that doesn't know, like obviously, like for every page of paper in a comic book, that's four pages, yeah. right? You yeah. Know, yeah. So yeah. you're looking at that, but yeah. all right. Do you so, want to take that off? Yeah, we're 15 minutes, right? You want to take that cover off now, no. live on no. this panel? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, I think um, from an Australian market perspective, it's it's going gangbusters. And I love the fact that international markets waking up to the fact that we have um, an, an appeal in unique and a unique commodity of the books and the comics and the toys that we have. Yeah, um, that's a little bit different and a little bit sometimes awkward because it's you know different covers and awkward shapes and stuff but it's a it's it's a good market to be in yeah, yeah. and i mean look 
as much as we'd love to keep chatting here and how much we appreciate our viewers, I think it's probably time that we start wrapping this up. What do you I, think? I just think I, I love the fact that we were part of San Diego at home 2020. Um, I th- it would have been better in the sun in in, uh, in San, San Diego. Diego. Yes. And we dressed for it, but... Uh, yeah, I'm going back inside where it's nice and warm. Neville yeah, has yeah. a uh, blanket on his lap under the table here. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> Short shorts. But uh, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's quite an honour for us. We're trying to grow what we do, and um, oh, and we love is, what we do. Yeah, this is this is a big leap for us. So thank you very much for entertaining our um, anthropodian antics. I guess you'd say. Yeah, and for sure. um, one last thing to wrap this up. If you guys are done, I, uh, Neville has lost an important family member uh, recently. So this goes out to Sparky, uh, a, a Sparky. really awesome dog She's here. She's over there. Yep. So good um, good we'll be sure to put some girl. photos up there. But yeah, this one's for Sparky. Oh, thanks, Sparky. Thank you very much. See you later, guys. Sparky Con. Thanks. Sparky Con at um, home. See you guys. See Cheers. you next year in the flesh. In the flesh. Hopefully. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to check out our podcast, Grow Lanterns, on Spotify. Uh, we talk about comics, toys, collectibles, and also we go over Crowdlancers Australia community. Join it. I know you're not Australian. If you are, even better. But uh, yeah, we just show off your collectibles and have some fun. Thank oh, you. Pop a shrimp on the Barbie. Pop a shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> and that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to leave you guys with Mars by Torrential Thrill. Have a ball. Enjoy. And as always, Provide a review, subscribe, follow, and provide us feedback. We'd love it. Thanks, guys.